This is the Umbrella Academy on TV Podcast Industries, and we're discussing the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 3, Pocket Full of Lightning. I was being held captive by the sparrows. What? Wait, did none of you notice? Of course. Oh, we're oh my just God. happy you're home safe and sound. Stop lying. Oh, I'm so yeah. worried. Okay, nice. Did they hurt you? Yeah. Who? The sparrows? God, no. Not at all. Excellent hosts. Really quite charming, actually. Oh, and you should see their gym. Outstanding. I really think we've got these guys all wrong. Says the guy they kidnapped. Welcome, 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 fellow students of the Umbrella Academy. Yes, yes, we are TV Podcast Industries, and we're discussing the Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 3, Pocket Full of Lightning. I am Chris, and I'm filled with joy and brimming with discussions, points, <laughs> and I'm joined by my illustrious academic alumni co-hosts. Yes, I'm one of your co-hosts, Derek. Welcome, fellow brollies. Uh, I am one of your other hosts, John. Yes. Welcome back. We've been talking about lots and lots of stuff over the last couple of weeks, haven't we, guys? Some could say too yeah. much, but <laughs> some, some could say just enough. <laughs> I, 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 it is whether you're a half full or half empty mm-hmm. type of milk drinker. Well, let's put it this way. For anybody who's not subscribed to our main feed on tvpodcastindustries.com, you may not have gotten all the podcasts we've done, but we did our finale of uh, Miss Marvel. We did our finale of uh, The Boys. We did uh, the first two episodes of Umbrella Academy and Thor Love and Thunder from the cinema. So um, that's that's a lot. Yep. Oh, yeah. And we've got a lot more coming. You've got the rest of the Umbrella Academy. You've mm-hmm. got The Sandman. Oh, yes. Exclusively on Netflix. You've got... She-Hulk coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. Single female lawyer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, all coming. It's all going to be great. Yeah, when, when John heard the full title of uh, of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and that it was a comedy series, all he's got in his head is the Futurama clip of uh, of Bender singing yes. single female lawyer doing lawyer things. <laughs> but it is going to be that. It will it's be. going to be great. This, yeah. this time, the single female lawyer is big and green, and you wouldn't like her when she's angry. Exactly. 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 Yeah. I'll have to try and remember the full uh, song uh, that Bender introduces the uh, Ali, Ali McBeal uh, kind of parody. rip-off or mm. parody uh, yeah. uh, on, on Futurama. But it is yeah. Single Female Lawyer. <laughs> You've got a few weeks to learn that one, John, so don't worry. Yes, you do. But you know what you don't have? You don't have time because we are diving straight into episode three because you know what? We are recording this around the same time as SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con. There's going to be plenty of news, plenty of discussions, plenty of everything else. So do you know what? We need to get through Umbrella Academy so we can get to all the (laughs) other fun stuff that is coming down the lines. If you're joining us for the first time and you're jumping straight in episode three, what are you doing? There's two other episodes for you to listen to. But... If you are joining us and you've not subscribed, please head on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com where you can subscribe to each and every Spyro Academy or Umbrella Academy styled podcast catchers. Give us an old like, give us an old share, give us an old rating and review. Tell everyone you love us and we appreciate you very much. And if you like what you hear, you can head on over to patreon.com slash tvpodcastindustries where for any monthly amount you can support us or for one-off supporting you can also go to buymecoffee.com slash tvpi 
But we also have another way for you can support us. Yes, you can send us your feedback and have your thoughts read out or your dulcet tones listened to on this podcast. Yes, you can send us your feedback at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. You can go to our socials, which are everywhere, but you can also find them on tvpodcastindustries.com and leave us your feedback there. Or you can go to the website and just send us your voicemail. Mm -hmm. With all that said and done, we have a lot to discuss because I have a pocket full of something. I have a pocket full of lightning. Derek, do you want to tell us who gave us what and why I'm so electrically charged in the pants area? <laughs> in the pants area, that's it. Yes, that's I have a, a pocket full of lightning. Thank yeah. God you sat down. <laughs> weird place to be charged after this episode but anyway uh, the show was created for television by Steve Bachman and developed by Jeremy Slater based on the comic series by Jared Way and Gabriel Ba this episode was directed again by Cheryl Dunya who directed episode 2 and the teleplay for this episode was written by Robert Askins this is his third episode of Umbrella Academy and two more to go this season as well so a, an old Academy alumni himself. Yeah, no, lots of people getting in on the action here. Excellent stuff. Absolutely. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Umbrella Academy Season 3, Episode 3, Pocket Full of Lightning? Sure. Number 5 begins to worry about his retirement as he explains the grandfather paradox to his family as a lovesick Luther rejoins the Umbrella siblings. On the trail of the paradox, Five reluctantly teams up with Lila to solve the time paradox, realising neither of their briefcases work. Meanwhile, Alison and Victor negotiate with the Sparrows, where Alison falsely claims they have Marcus, and the Sparrows falsely claim they have the briefcase. But Alison's increasingly reckless behaviour begins to worry Victor. Klaus confronts Reginald Hargreaves about their mothers, whom Reginald confirms he did not kill, and they end up bonding with a bowl of ice cream. But Klaus also learns that the sparrows keep Reginald medicated to keep him docile, and he teaches Reginald his former rehab therapy tricks on how to hide the pills without swallowing. The sparrows discover the Kugelblitz in the basement, but head to the Hotel Obsidian to confront the Umbrella Academy. As the fight ensues, the Umbrella siblings are almost defeated when an unexpected intervention from Lester Pocket, unleashing a devastating burst of energy, killing Alfonso and Jamie as Luther leaps and saves Sloane from the burst. In the aftermath of the devastating attack from Lester, Victor recognises him as Harlan Cooper, the son of his former partner, Sissy. So Harlan is back and we get closure on that little ball of light that went into him uh, back in, in season two, right? Uh, when uh, when uh, Victor saved his life back in season two. So uh, that's really good. I remember we were all looking at that scene when Harlan was brought back to life going, oh, I wonder what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so interestingly, he is a another super powered being here. We all knew that, right? Like, like the straight away. <laughs> it was like, oh, they ended... The last season with a boy who was levitating a sparrow. And then this season, there's an old man with powers. Mm-hmm. With yeah. his hair parted the same way as uh, the kid did uh, yeah. 50 years ago or 60 yeah, years ago. But, but yeah. still, because he was aged up mm-hmm. and he was called Lester Pocket, I mean, just seeing you know the sort of breadcrumbs throughout mm-hmm. wasn't totally obvious. I mean, certainly not for me. Um, no, but I mean, okay, you know, different <laughs> names. So it's true, it's true. not yep. really focusing on anything to say that he's Harlan. I mean, mm-hmm. if 
like there was the the sparrow thing that he was twirling at the end of last season so sort of yeah. in that briefcase fine but well sandwiches and cassette tapes you know it was just who is this yeah what's he about he's and just so obsessed it, with it, it's ASMR. Good to, that's, that's all to kind of have that sort of resolved here yeah and yeah. you know because i thought all and well it could be a danger to anyone judging by that energy burst but mm-hmm. you know for me it felt like he was potentially a danger an unknown danger to uh the umbrella academy mm-hmm. a hunter yeah. is what he looked like yeah, yeah exactly yeah. 100% but let's get into further discussions on this episode so you guys all know what it is we each chose a point for this episode we're going to discuss it there probably are big moments if you will mm-hmm. so Gentlemen, I ask you first and foremost, Derek, what was your big moment for season three, episode three? A pocket full of lightning. I am definitely going with uh, pills, bills, and nom noms. Uh, not only one of my favorite lines from the episode, <laughs> yeah, but I, I just love seeing Klaus and Reginald Hargreaves together. This is a great pairing of characters, particularly because of Reginald's reaction to someone like Klaus. <laughs> he really yep. doesn't yeah. like anybody that steps outside the margins of life. That's why he didn't choose the Umbrella Academy. We heard that earlier on. He chose a completely different group of people uh, as the Sparrow Academy, as as his uh, protégés, I guess. But there's lots of interesting reveals here. The reason why Klaus is here is because he wants to find out who killed his mom uh, and the moms of all the rest of the Umbrella Academy. So he suspects this Reginald, but finds out Reginald is in a really bad place. The kids have taken over the asylum, effectively, or the yeah. inmates have taken over the asylum, I guess would be the, the term. Um, they just started to drip feed him with pills um, and put him in a place where he effectively just gets fed, gets given his pills, and he just signs away all of his money to the Sparrow Academy. That's why they're so much more in control than he is. I thought that was a really interesting reveal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we got a hint to that a bit earlier mm. on in the season yeah. where he comes into their gym and effectively, you know, no authority uh, being given to him at all mm-hmm. in comparison to him as the the founder of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was good to kind of get that um, that stamp here, and also to see Klaus uh, infiltrating into the Sparrow Academy yeah. via the sewers <laughs> in his frogman kind of outfit, you know, yeah. uh, I thought was just hilarious. I mean, it's classic Klaus, isn't mm-hmm. it? On land, in the middle of a city, he has his snorkel and goggles <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, about to head down into the sewer, which we learn is the way he used to get in uh, late at night after going on a bender and, and taking all his pills. Of course. You know, yeah. so I thought that was really, it's just really good fun. But it also allows him to give some skills and impart some uh, some knowledge for Reginald. You know, if you don't want to take the pills, there's a trick I learned when I went into <laughs> rehab. You can just put it under your tongue. Everybody thinks you've swallowed it and then you can spit it out. Uh, so really good. But there's also some great foot lines in here. I love uh, when Reginald, of course not remembering who Klaus is it's been you know 50 years in in, uh, in his time uh, but not remembering uh, Klaus he goes um, you're the drunk one aren't you and <laughs> Klaus kind of going slightly offended saying no I'm the spiritual one man <laughs> you know which may even be worse uh, for, for Reginald yep. I'm not too sure whether he can put his finger on a spiritual person as opposed to the drunk that he thinks Klaus is uh, also love the moment over the uh, over the ice cream where um, Reginald says to him 
Would you like a bowl of ice cream? Would that shut you up? <laughs> uh, really good. But yeah, um, so I, I just really like this moment between the two of them. It's really good to see these two characters together. Again, I love odd pairings in shows, uh, and these two couldn't be odder. Uh, but yeah. there is a, there is a closeness that develops between the two of them. I like uh, Reggie does say in the end, um, I'm starting to get to like you. Um, so yes, really, really nice moments. Yeah. And I'm very interested to see what happens with Reginald because, mm. yeah, like we do remember that, like last season, it was revealed he is a he is a full on skin pulling off lizard alien. Ah, yes, of course, he had that moment where he uh, slaughtered everybody that was at the at the meeting with him back in the sixties. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. A, a massive um, big alien underneath that uh, <laughs> exterior, but obviously those pills are dampening all that all that down. He could probably have taken out all of the uh, all of the Sparrow Academy if he wanted to. It does explain why he looks the same as he did in the sixties, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, and I think that's the, I think hopefully that is something that we do get explored further. Like he, with the trick that Klaus has shown him, he maybe regains some of his faculties, mm-hmm. and we are kind of exposed to Sir Reginald that we have met in previous occasions. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very the patriarch of this family of this mm-hmm. academy, if you will, the principal of the academy. Yes. Um, yeah, like he he was a, a force in the last season, so I'm hoping this continues. But you're right, the the odd couple pairing of these two mm-hmm. yeah. is always great and god I love Klaus I still do yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's just so much fun it's so um, good even having these two characters just sitting on the couch watching TJ Hooker on TV it is isn't it? it it's just the odd hook up isn't mm-hmm. it I think that's what this this series does really well because like um, and the pitter patter of the exchanges between them mm-hmm. like I, I, I it suddenly came to me that um they they write in quiet lines or chats or or, or back chats yes. that characters do when and speak to themselves mm-hmm. as they've just come out of a conversation with something. It just adds to that conversation because it's basically either just trashing that conversation yep. or trying to sort of reinforce that they're not that bad. Like, um, the, the one I really enjoyed in this episode, as well as this, was with Diego and his son, um, Stanley, who are kind of, it's almost like Diego's trying to bond with him over a security assessment of where the, the sparrows might infiltrate mm-hmm. into the Hotel Obsidian. And he's trying to get Stanley, uh, out of, out of the hotel and he's like you know go and buy some donuts stay away from the hotel and stanley's response is but i'm allergic to donuts like diego's just can't kind of quite comprehend that and he goes you're allergic to fun <laughs> and he goes no the gluten asshat and it's just like you know really really good fun uh, and then Stanley you know he takes the money and he heads away and sort of walking off Diego just quietly says to him I- I'm good at this you know he's trying to like reinforce that he's a good father he's actually doing things right even yeah. though it's a complete nightmare <laughs> that's happening uh, and it's just all these little quiet back chats mm-hmm. to them and and speaking to themselves i think yeah. is really good fun i think luther seems to do it quite a lot yeah. it's probably because he spent so much time on the moon uh he <laughs> yeah. could only talk to himself so he does that he does that quite a lot i've noticed it definitely in this episode particularly but uh but that was my point that was my big moment from the episode um john do you want to give us yours yeah um number five is worried about his retirement and ends up checking in with lila mm-hmm. uh, first off i do want to do the shout out for the grandfather power 
Paradox public service announcement from the commission that they did, which was really, really good. So So, good. Yeah, really nicely nicely done. Um, And, you know, linking it to the fact that their mothers are all dead, uh, and so they shouldn't technically exist. Mm -hmm. Hence the paradox. But I like how brutal that is as well. Like, it's, (laughs) you know, it's basically explaining the plot to Back to the Future, right? Uh, If things had gone wrong. But there's lots of brutality in there (laughs) with a guy going back in time to murder somebody. uh, Exactly. And it's kind of like, don't be like Elnor, um, you know, and and kill your grandfather (laughs) way too early so that your mother uh, will not be born. And therefore, effectively, you won't be. But so I I really like that kind of the commission uh, sort of public service announcements and, and the guidelines for the temporal anomaly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just love seeing number five um, and Lila having to to come together because it just immediately boils down to a huge fight mm-hmm. where she's just gotten out the bath um, and that, you know, they're, they're fighting around and you, but you see Lila's smile as he enters into the bathroom. Yeah. And she's just so sort of, she's salivating for this fight and just throws the, the knife at him. You know, there's lotion involved, knives, towels, um, mm-hmm. all the time while Lila's effectively naked. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like this, but ultimately, um, you know, they, they're working together, but again, it's all the backhand comments to, to one another, you know, and that ultimately they, they realize that they've got to work together, uh, because both their commission briefcases are not working, which mm-hmm. is ultimately, as impossible. number five says, it's impossible yeah. that that is the case. And so they have to team up to utilize five's power, which I thought was quite neat. Um, and, he has to trust her because she's going to mimic him in order to get enough power so they can make the the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he basically says that and she takes offense and he goes, well, there's honesty in white hot hatred. What a great line. Oh, um, yes. you know. But I love these two. I love these, the dynamic of, um, you know, the, the old man in the schoolboy uniform and, and then Lila, the, you know, slightly unhinged, um, psychotic who, who mm-hmm. will do anything for a fight with him. Absolutely. Uh, so really uh, love the scene. And of course, ultimately they do manage to jump to the commission headquarters, mm. which is looking pretty beaten up. I love that number five thinks they may have gone back to the ice age and he's gotten all the coordinates <laughs> wrong until she kind of tells him, look over here, numb nuts, you know, <laughs> and, Behind and you. you've yeah. got this sort of derelict commission building. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I guess the ball of energy, the paradox has effectively made its way to the commission as well. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, it was. Uh, there's, there is some great moments with the two of them. Really, really enjoyed it. You're, you're right. That fight sequence where, um, where you have Lila smile because she. This is a great adversary for her, and you kind of forget because they haven't aged her up at all. She is yeah. ten years out or twelve years out because the full age of, of Stanley. She's twelve years since she's seen all of these people. So, um, so her looking at five, she's kind of going, "Oh yes, I get to have another go at this guy." <laughs> like she really dislikes them but they really dislike each other and i love that she set them on fire as well i thought that was really good fun uh i don't know <laughs> it's like as if she sacrificed one of the briefcases just to play a practical joke yeah on exactly and going well we still have another opportunity even though this could mean the end of the world and having two 
briefcases to test probably would have been better for that. Yeah. And like in terms of that difference in age, it's interesting there's that moment where Diego is trying to offload Stan back mm-hmm. onto her and she's like, no, you know, you're catching up on the 12 years. But, you know, where she's saying, I have no relationship with you. It's been 12 mm-hmm. years. I've slept with other people. Many. Um, you know, Many. other than you and this kid, this is the only link really mm-hmm. here. I've, I've moved on. And there is a nice moment as well with number five saying to her, he actually might be the only one that cares enough for you, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I liked how that kind of played in to, to this as well. So maybe there's a bit of grudging respect between these two, but mm-hmm. ultimately at its heart, it is white hot hatred. Um, I, I guess. And it, it's, it's really fun to see. I, lo- I love these two together. Yep. Yeah. Another good pairing of odd couples there in the episode. Oh, just the best. Like it's just the two of them more and more I think we're going to be the ones that I will have kind of that I want to see because it's just the mutual hatred mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just but again also Lila is a character who just I really enjoy spending time with because mm-hmm. of the sassiness yeah absolutely. And anyone who's listened to any of our podcasts know that I love a good sassy comeback <laughs> and this does. is just perfect yeah yeah, yeah. I, I also like just the basis of the character as well the fact that she can mimic anybody else's um powers so yeah. no matter who she's in the room with I love that in that first episode where she was mimicking all the powers of the sparrows in order to steal the briefcase back she takes yeah. three or four of their different powers uh, which was really cool and then this episode obviously she's taken five's uh, ability to blink um to to be able to uh, to fight against him I love that that's a really even battle between the two really good fun really good fun yes speaking of battle I think I'll jump in here with my point for this episode mm-hmm. um because it is quite a fun ending it is that, the Sparrows versus the Brollies in a lobby with a lead pipe. <laughs> or I should say, with an, explo- with an exploding uh, old man. Uh, or a uh, Molotov. Uh, yeah. Or a Molotov. Oh, God, the Molotov. That was fun. Um, Can I make but- them? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed this. This was a fun one. It, it's like, again, it's... It's what you want to see. It's like it's the X Men versus the Brotherhood of Mutants. It's mm-hmm. always it's just like two teams, yeah, two tribes go to war, yeah, if you will. Um, yeah. It's just a fun, fun aspect. But yeah. then it does very much in the standard Umbrella Academy kind of aspect. Not go the way you're expecting it to go. Of course not. Of course not. Because it, it, you know, it's all set up exactly as you say. It's set up with this really strict regime. They all come in in their full X Men type uniforms, fully trained. Walk into the room. They've arrived ten minutes early for the appointment. And they, the Umbrella Academy were all sitting at the bar having a drink, waiting for the time to tick down. They all come out, and instantly the Sparrow Academy look at them, going. Uh, where's the rest of them? They're like, ah, they'll turn up soon. The rest of them will be here soon. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, completely disorganized versus uh, perfectly uh, machine organized almost. Well trained. Yes. M- Military esque. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, look, I, for me, it was, it was cute to see Luther saving Sloan. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the death of Alphonse and Jamie Ooh. was not expecting that. Yeah. yeah no, so not like, at all. They were two characters that I assumed we would see straight towards up until the end almost, where mm-hmm. you would get like Jamie using more of her venom powers. Wanted to fully understand the ins and outs of um uh, Alphonse. 
mm-hmm. um, really, uh, yep. just to understand his droopy face and the the. We talked about it previously. The, mm-hmm. the slightly strange aspects of how his powers work. Yeah, because you'd you'd expect if he's getting hit with a punch or if he's getting hit with this blast from um, from Lester or from uh, from Harlan, that the blast would rebend back. Yes, if the powers work the way we've t- we've been told they work, but they didn't. Nope. So, um, yeah. Oh well. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was like. I think perhaps they didn't. And again, I, I'm nitpicking. I've already said I really enjoyed this scene yep. and enjoyed like how it's gone. But I'm nitpicking in that, yeah, just I don't think they fully understood. I think it's like, oh, cool. If you hit him, he like you get the the, the punch back, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go, well, well, what about a knife cut or what about a blast mm-hmm. from an electric? Like, just didn't think it fully through. Yeah. But this one is like, okay, well, look, he, we're going to take this annoying chess piece of a power off the board. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. just move him over here to the dead pile, and then mm. we don't have to worry about it. But this is cool. It, it was a fun way to do it. You see Sloan, we see the, the death, we see the remain, what's remaining of the sparrows run away, mm-hmm. and we do get the reveal of Lester Pocket. Yes, absolutely, as Victor recognises him. A.K.A. Harlan Cooper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, really good to get that reveal, for sure. Um, And, uh, like, it'll be interesting now to see how that goes with the next episode that we're covering. But I I think the other side of this, for me, that I really liked... um, Yeah, I was kind of pleased they they took out Alfonso and Jamie in in that sense. Um, But... It, it's quite shocking because I was thinking there would be all, you know, the, the, the parity between the umbrellas and yeah. the sparrows all the way through this. Um, but I really enjoyed that, that, you know, Luther does his, his heroic, uh, save of Sloan because, mm-hmm. you know, actually this, this episode has some really nice, cute Luther moments it and, and really funny does. Luther moments. Um, just after he's, coming back from having had sex with Sloane mm-hmm. on on the ceiling, the gravity sex. I just love how, you know, he pinches someone's flower and the lady's like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> give me that back. And then he, he's, he's kind of, it's almost like singing in the rain. You know, mm-hmm. He's swinging around the lamp and so on. But then he's all happy and smiley and bouncy. And mm-hmm. then there's the hobo vomiting in the park, you know, as he goes to get the... To, to the stand and you get well another energy pulse mm-hmm. here uh but also where he's making classically the the mixtape where oh. um there's lionel richie and phil collins and diego's like are you making a mixtape yeah. uh so i love seeing that little in- interaction with the offense and defense of uh the academy diego and and luther absolutely as an irish person john how can you not call it christa berg is well on that's the true and christa berg yeah <laughs> there was christa berg. of course of course and singing just like luther we have chris uh over on, on the other side of uh yeah, exactly. of our podcast here um there is also the one thing that you have to mention about luther as well some really great scenes in the episode but him arriving back and the entire <laughs> umbrella academy looking at him going Hi, it's like I got kidnapped. I was taken hostage for a day. <laughs> exactly. and they're all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm glad yeah, you're okay." Yeah. For you. yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's just it's really Poorly good too. fun. You know, he has a really nice because he's been away. He has there's that really nice moment and gesture uh, with with Victor mm-hmm. as well, and uh, he wants to hold a party for him. So it was it was really good. But I mean, it's ultimately to make sure that he knows he's loved. Exactly. And I love Diego going, "Look, Victor, you know you're loved, right?" And Victor goes, "Yeah." 
and they go, right, that's it. That's yeah, the party. Yeah, no, I know, exactly. <laughs> it, it's just, the interactions are really good, but it, mm-hmm. but it just adds to the heroic save of Sloane yeah. because, you know, he, he does that. It's in front of his, his brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. It's in front of, the the sparrows as yep. well and she's technically um still there the others ben christopher and uh, faye hmm. have managed to escape out yeah. of, of the of the hotel so Although, yeah christopher did get knocked out and dropped yeah. to the floor as well so he did get a part of the blast but did survive yes you yes. see him powering up to leave as well yeah but uh yeah an interesting interesting one so they've lost now three members are dead of their mm-hmm. group yeah, yeah, it's quite a lot in a group of uh, a group of seven, right? Yeah, they are no more. They are Absolutely. deceased. Yeah, they are not with the they living. Have, they have ceased. They are to with the, within the Kugelblitz. <laughs> <laughs> they are pirates. For Monty Python reference for yes, anyone? Of course, of course, of course. Uh, I do want to just quickly mention the start of that battle, just just to reiterate. I absolutely love Stanley running in with the Molotov, saying, <laughs> saying, uh, effectively, he wants to be part of the gang, wants to get part, take part in the fight, and wants to throw in the Molotov, and then lets it drop on the ground, almost burning down the hotel. Brilliant, uh, brilliant way to, to introduce Diego's kid there at the start of that. Uh, really good fun. But I think that's the end. Of our major points. Gentlemen, any notes for this episode? Yes. Um, I love the little reference to Cobra Kai with uh, Stanley doing his, uh, practicing his karate kicks mm-hmm. uh, in the background. <laughs> uh, that was a nice little touch. Cobra Kai. Yes. Yeah, re- really, really good. <laughs> yep. um, and also, we do see um, Grace telling Ben and Faye um, that uh, Marcus isn't coming back. God has taken him. They That's have right. actually now seen the clue Kugel Blitz. So, so that was my final note. Like, that was literally just a very quick mention, which is they're aware of the Kugel Blitz. The Kugel Blitz is aware of them. Kugel Blitz yeah. is God. I, I, I'm, I, I need more on the Kugel Blitz. Definitely. Um, but it's just a fun one. It's like, kind of, okay, the Kugel Blitz. Yes. The, the, this is. I think we know who our real big bad is. Well, that's it. And and they also, you know, they, they're aware actually before they head over to the hotel that mm-hmm. Marcus, that they might not quite understand what Grace is saying, uh, but she does say that um, God has taken him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it, they could just be going because they don't have any respect for Grace. So yeah. they could just be dismissing it as crazy talk from the robot mum, you know, mm-hmm. but ultimately... Um, they do find the energy ball there with Grace praying, and it, it's as they're planning a new order for the sparrows yes. as well. So that's the other, you know, th- there's there's ambition and um, Machiavellian type discussions between these two happening. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, look at you with the big words there. I know. Well, he did go to Oxford. He is a doctor and went to Oxford, yes, so he's allowed to use big words. I'm a doctor. When we, when the doctor is in class. He takes us to school. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And what better way to do it during the Umbrella Academy podcast? Of course. <laughs> um, one of the notes, just because I forgot to mention it in the conversations between uh, between Klaus and Reggie, uh, when Reggie falls, Reginald falls asleep um, while Klaus is watching on, he does mouth the word oblivion. Um, we hear him say it audibly. Yes. Uh, the reason why I mention it is just because the hotel they're in is the Hotel Obsidian, based on the comic book series. It's Hotel Oblivion, the comic book. So, um, so there is a connection yes. there. So I wonder why he was saying the word 
oblivion. Yeah, so there may be a connection there with the hotel mm. with Reggie. There might be. He'd hate us calling him Reggie as well, wouldn't he? He's so- I know, I love it. <laughs> but maybe he'd give us some ice cream to shut us up. Maybe. Maybe. But gentlemen, is that the end of the notes? Mm-hmm. It certainly is. With that, John, what is your final score for this episode? Uh, I, I kind of really enjoyed this. I think it's another good um, episode for mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'd give this four pills, bills, and nom noms out of five. Uh, yeah, I just really, really enjoyed the, just the whole banter. It's just escalating almost to another level mm-hmm. in a sense, whether it's between Klaus and Reggie, number five and Lila, or, or whether it's between De- Diego and his son, Diego and Luther, Luther's kind of crazy in love stuff. Mm-hmm. Allison getting a little bit kind of militant here and having then the reveal of, of Lester Pocket as Harlan, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. 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 Great. So episode. really good. And plus, yeah, two of the sparrows gone. So three down. And uh, four to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There In we the go. scheme of things. So, yeah, four pills, bills, and nom noms out of five. Excellent. Nom, 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 nom. Excellent. Derek, what did you think of this? Yeah, really good episode. Really enjoyed this cracking along. We, you know, we we said when we were covering season two that season two was far better than season one. And season three, now that all of these characters are really well known to us, it, it settled into this kind of rhythm really quickly yes. and I'm yeah. loving spending time with these characters again um, enjoying enjoying chatting about them as well it's, uh, they've been really good fun and yes like, still my favourite agreed agreed <laughs> oh my favourite's Diego oh of course yes yes but he was last season as well so. he, he was, was as well yeah. I love Klaus as well but I'm, to be honest I'm really connecting in with Luther actually mm. as yes well. Luther's had a great a great uh, yeah. season so far yeah I'm really enjoying it Whereas Alison is amazing, but she's going through a tough moment, mm-hmm. I think, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, poor, poor old Victor still uh, on the path to uh, ending the universe. Yeah, it exactly. Seems. <laughs> um, Chris, what about yourself? I, I can't say much more than you guys. Um, there, there's very much, um, it, it's essentially everything you've said is true and I agree with. Um, and in the, the very sad joke, I've got something in my pocket for you. It's a pocket full of lightning because it's a great episode. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent, Chris. But with that terrible joke in the books, I think we need to go to the lounge, the Hotel Ascidian, and get this wiped out of our memories. So, Johners, should we do a pub quiz and have a, an old tipple? I think so. Fellow quizzes, fellow brollies. Yeah, the Obsidian Lounge pub quiz question three. What is the name of the newsstand where Luther buys chewing gum and condoms? Mm-hmm. Yes, the um, the now vendorless uh, newsstand. Yeah, well, that, yes, that is yes. true. That is true. And condomless as well, <laughs> well yes, at this stage, because yes. Luther grabs them all. I He's think. taken a lot of them. Yes, he is. Yeah, it was all going very well for Luther until the pulse mm-hmm. uh, sort of took everything out in the park. But yeah, although he did get lots of free condoms, he so. did. Yes. But just to repeat, question three, what is the name of the newsstand where Luther buys chewing gum and condoms? Send in your answer to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and you will be shoved into the uh, drawer uh, for all the Umbrella Academy-related goodies uh, at the end of the season. Yes, looking forward to getting in some more answers for the pub quiz. Um, there'll be a question with, with each episode. Just uh, just take down the answers to the questions and email them into us to feedback at TV Podcast Industries at the end of the season. Yes, indeed. Yes. 
Please indeedy. Just remember as well, this episode of the Umbrella Academy on TV Podcast Industries is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Siren School. Thank you so much, Siren School, for supporting us. Absolutely. Thanks, Siren School. Yeah, thank you so much, Siren School, for the support on Patreon. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes. As I said earlier, you can support us monthly for any amount over on patreon.com slash TV Podcast Industries. Or if you'd like to support us with one-off donation, you can pop on over to Buy Me a Coffee dot com slash tvpi and buy our illustrious editor-in-chief a coffee because we're doing a lot a lot of content <laughs> we'll hopefully slow down at some point in uh, 2025 yes that's <laughs> yes. right you can also support us by subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends because sharing the podcast is what genres it's sharing the love mm-hmm. yes we have one piece of feedback for this episode so we're going to jump straight back in if you want to give us your feedback for any future episodes you can go to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com and send us an email. Absolutely. Or you can pop over to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. There's a spoiler post up for each episode of uh, Umbrella Academy Season 3 where you can leave your thoughts, just like Dr. Bob Phillips did, who says, I'm shocked they found God in Episode 3. I was expecting that to be Episode 9 of the season. Still enjoying the development of 5, and I'm so delighted Lila's back. The fight at the spa was magnificent. Indeed, it was. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't waste any time no. for the Kugelblitz to be discovered uh, no. by everybody. Everybody's seen it now. At least a member of the Umbrella Academy and a member of uh, of uh, the Sparrow Academy has seen it. So it's there. It's just out there now. Yeah, and of course, we see that Klaus has seen the Kugelblitz mm-hmm. as well. So another member to have seen it and survived yes, as well. exactly. Yes. Exactly. Just don't walk too close or stick your face yeah, against exactly. it and you should be all right. <laughs> but it is God, according to mum. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks, Dr. Bob. Yeah. Thanks, yes. Dr. Bob. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Bob. You too can send us your feedback. As we said, send it to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you stay subscribed to the podcast. And if you enjoy what you hear, why not share the podcast with your friends? Mm-hmm. We'll be back very soon with our discussions of episode four of Umbrella Academy. What's it called, everybody? Google Blitz! Yeah. Of course. Of course. That's <laughs> the only way. Uh, if you liked what you heard, don't forget, Derek has already mentioned at the beginning, there is also all of Miss Marvel covered on the show. Yes, there's also none other than The Boys Season 3. And we'll be back next month with Sandman and... She-Hulk, so lots of content coming mm-hmm. your way. And if you've been to the cinema and watched Thor, Love and Thunder, our podcast about that is out as well. Go check that out. Talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for joining us. I'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, great speaking to you, fellow brawlies. Remember, keep watching, keep listening, and keep learning. Bye. 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 Bye.